Tubals in a China Shop is brought to you by these great companies that are giving us money to let you listen to their stuff. Bullshit, Kyle. We make this show. We make this show. You and me. Tubals in a China Shop is brought to you by us. <laughs> Someone's got to pay the bills, Dan, because it's not our trading. <laughs> <laughs> All right, roll them. You are listening to an entertainment program put together by a company called Financial Ineptitude. Anything said on this show is not an endorsement or professional advice. Would you really want to tell a court of law you were suing us because you thought taking financial advice from two idiots on a podcast put out by Financial Ineptitude was a good idea? Really? Clown hats on your face. Well, hello and welcome, everyone. Step on inside, get in from the cold. Welcome to the China Shop. I'm Shopkeeper Dan. With me, as always, is Kyle, creator of FinancialNeptitude.com. How are you doing today, Kyle? I'm doing, I don't know. Kind of a mixed bag, to be honest with you. Mixed bag, uh, yeah. Went, yeah. Went to the store this morning, and when I put my pants on, I got to tighten my belt one extra you know, spot on the loop. Ooh, slimming down. I seem to be losing some girth, but I also feel fatter still, so I'm wondering if it's all just shifting up. Oh, your stomach's getting it higher? Is, <laughs> yeah, does that, <laughs> is that how that works? Uh, yeah, I, I've often heard that uh, gravity is defied by nothing but age. Yes, that's, <laughs> that's an old axiom for sure. Uh, yeah, so that's how my morning went. Well, that's fantastic. Fantastic. I'm house-sitting for my sister, and she's got a little pug, and it's full of energy, and it's a pug puppy, and I think pugs are the ugliest uh, fucking dog in the world. What? Yes, pug, I do. Pug puppies are... Uh, you're going to alienate I know, some listeners with that. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm a villain. I'm a villain. Everybody I sent pictures to were like, that's the most adorable dog! And I'm like, okay, all right. I'm the outlier. I think in the episode description, there will definitely be a YouTube clip of pug puppies. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to issue a public Twitter apology. I'm sorry. I don't yes. hate puppy puppies. <laughs> Pugs aren't ugly. They're, they're, they're adorable. They don't look like their face got smashed against the glass. Not at all. They're pugly. What fun digressions. Come on in the shop with us today. Sit back, relax, rage against the hedge machine. We'd love to welcome any new listeners just joining us. We're here smashing our way around, trying to get a complete set of fine china from all those little shards, sharing our ever-growing strategies for trying to maximize gains and cut losses, trading stocks, options, futures. How does that work? Smashing China, trying to get a complete set? Like, did you just write that down wrong, or is there a joke in there I'm missing? Yeah, the the joke is it's impossible for us to ever get a complete set. Oh. Our, our method is flawed. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's been since day one. And, and the, yeah, You've always said it like that? Up. I have always said I, it like that. <laughs> I thought you'd been saying we were smashing our way through a complete set of fine China. No, no. What fun. Uh, finally found the Easter egg. Wow, I learn something new every day. Yeah, right? <laughs> if you are new to the shop and stock trading in general, you can always check out our knowledge center or our resource center on financialneptude.com. You can give uh, one of our beginning trading episodes a listen. We have all those links in the episode description. But uh, the best place to be is uh, hop on our free Discord server. Kyle and I get on there every day. It's really just an awesome place full of wonderful people sharing all their thoughts to uh, just having a great time. There aren't any paid tiers. 
tiers or special access areas. And they're not just sharing wins. We're also sharing struggles and how we're overcoming them. Yeah. Which is, I think, key to a good community. If the community you're in is not doing that right now, you should find another one, whether it's ours or someone else. But find someone you can learn from, too. Yes, please do. It's it's only going to help yourself. It's, don't, don't trade in a void. That's not the best way to do it, I've found. Mm, yes, that too. When you do join that server, send us a private message or email with your mailing address. We'll send you some smash yourself swag straight from the shop. We're just so glad you're here. It's so much fun, and it's better with friends. That, that brings me to my next question. Do we do we have any show news? Any any exciting things? Uh, we have yes. Remember the the K White uh, interview that we've been uh, what was it promoting for the last uh, like month? Yes. And I thought his name was Kevin, and I wanted to call him Kevin. His name is Kevin. Super excited to be right on that. <laughs> Kevin White coming up uh, this week. Rich Friesen the week after that. Eric Mason, Anthony Vecino. Other news too is we are working on a new trailer. So if anybody wants to help out, they can submit a short audio clip of why they think people should listen. Uh, they can send that to two bulls at financialineptitude.com, or they can just DM me in Discord. Piece of cake. Easier than pie. I'm, I might just be hungry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, moving on, we have got a brisk, bumpy, buoyant episode for you today. Plenty of stocks on the radar, market moving news, more options than Oh, I I don't I don't have one today, Kyle. I didn't I didn't prep for that. More options than dead airspace in this joke. <laughs> All I could think of was war related ones and that seemed really grim. No, that's poor taste. Yeah, yeah. We just okay. have a lot of options today, guys. <laughs> yes, a lot of options. No options joke today. Reach out to us. We love your messages and comments on Twitter and Facebook. Discord. Get that link in the episode description. If you're old school, you can send us an email to the number 2bulls at financialneptude.com. Or if you're ancient, you can actually give us a phone call, 725-22bulls. You can be young and call us, too. It's fine. Maybe you got a hot stock tip. Maybe you want to tell us about the great trade you just made. Or maybe you've just moved to a new town and you're trying to flirt with some girl on the beach and some guy beats you up. So you find the apartment complex maintenance man to teach you how to fight. It doesn't matter. We just love it when you reach out. Uh, we do have a uh, new review to read, too. Ooh, okay. Flower Power P wrote, uh, the show is great, informative, honest, and comical. Thank you. We're not trying to be funny, but somehow that works out. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) This is not a serious show. Uh, Honest assessment of financial topics presented in a way that the uninformed listener can understand. The secret there is that we are also uninformed. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) The free... The free Discord community is pretty sweet for those looking to learn more about trading and share their trading experiences. Uh, thank you very much, Flower Power. Really appreciate the, uh, the, the awesome five-star rating. Yes, thank you, thank you. Wonderful rating. Yes. W- wonderful review. Uh, very well spoken. I like, I like how our listeners are <laughs> grammatically competent. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Show is good. <laughs> Make trades better. Four-star. <laughs> <laughs> Coco get four star. Ah, oh, that's gonna bring us right up to the bet results. Oh, God, I look have to. forward to this. Uh, don't think it matters who goes first. I got stopped out. You got stopped out. Target sixty six. Or not target. Sorry. Bristol Myers Squibb opened at sixty seven. Sixty seven. Hit my stop at sixty nine. I was doing good for most of the week until Friday. Uh, took mm-hmm. my bet from five fifty seven forty one. To end the month at 546.45. You remember when you were like, you cannot trade and that's okay? Yeah. 
and I was like, fuck you! Uh, I should have done that, because I would be like a dollar ahead of you if I'd done that. But instead, I I went long Virgin Galactic SPCE uh, with a tight stop at eight. Too tight. uh, Hoping to... To, to catch the earnings, I should have just said I'm gonna go long ten minutes before close before they announce earnings. Yeah, I didn't. I, I entered at eight thirteen a share on Monday. I got stopped out at eight. Uh, brought my total down to five hundred thirty eight ninety nine. It is worth noting that Virgin Galactic closed at nine dollars eighteen cents. It was the earnings did exactly what I expected. Mm-hmm. Exactly what I expected. I just had a bad entry. And do you remember random with PBI? Oh, yeah. Remember how we were looking at how beautiful that entry was? Yeah. How beautiful was it? <laughs> oh, random uh, entered at 473, and then on Friday's rally, I don't even think it needed Friday's rally, uh, finished at 491. Ugh. So, random uh, closed out the month at 582.35. Wow. Almost doubled our gains. It's really disheartening. <laughs> Kyle, I'm I'm wondering if we're doing this wrong. Like like we just need to look at random stocks. Maybe. Say that's a good entry and then buy it. Well here's the thing, too. <laughs> random was going long on everything. Like how do you go long on, on this downward well, market trend? Dropping. <laughs> and still double our performance almost. We're gonna need some consequences, so if anybody has any suggestions, uh, you know, email us, Discord message them. Yeah. Need something good. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard Velocal Pastor is a terrible movie that some people want us to watch. Velocipaster. Oh, okay. Is that a raptor who's a pastor or a pastor who's a raptor? I think it's a pastor who has the ability to turn into a raptor, but I'm not sure how that helps. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Is it time to move on to some news? Yes, please. I don't want to wallow in any more misery of the bet. Oh, well, wait till we get to the news. <laughs> Okay, all right, Kyle. Should uh, what should we what should we lead with? Oh, I mean, I think the thing that's on everyone's mind right now is obviously the uh, Russian invasion of Ukraine is definitely an invasion mm-hmm. now at this point. Markets were definitely reacting, reacted in a very weird way though. I mean, we fucking bombed, but uh, the recovery on Friday was at least for me unexpected. But I think you had something that maybe explained that. Uh, I came across something in uh, on on Reddit. You know, people were uh, posting questions, and I was reading the comments. Mm-hmm. Um, and and the the question was exactly what you asked: like, how is the market up today? And the top comment uh, made a lot of sense, and was like, look, with Europe right in the middle of it, you know, Ukraine's right there. Uh, with all the European markets crashing and Russian markets crashing, um, I believe the Asian markets are down as well. Mm-hmm. The American market is geographically furthest from the fighting mm-hmm. and is perceived as the safest place to put that money you're pulling out of the European market or the Russian market or any other market that's war adjacent. Interesting. So what happens when the war is resolved? <laughs> yeah, right. Then all the money flows back <laughs> out. I did I did expect some, some pullback, but it was 
massive. What was in the the story you posted? Mega caps rallied after Russia invade. Yeah, the uh, big big mega cap stocks like Microsoft, uh, Alphabet, ha- mm-hmm. Apple, Amazon, e- even even Meta, Nvidia, Berkshire Hathaway, all 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 up. Uh, especially you know, on Friday, uh, just of the story, it was on Yahoo Finance. Was uh, all of these mega caps were already in a downtrend, right? Right, like they weren't they weren't doing good for for 2022. I actually posted a nice uh, little graph they had of a year to date return mm-hmm. uh, for 2022 so far, and only Berkshire Hathaway, uh, yeah, I did see that. <laughs> is is posting a positive return. All, they're 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 basically saying all of these companies were were at perfect dip buying opportunities and it all just lined up. Well, it looks like everyone bought the dip one more time. Uh, one of the other things that was in your story that I think helped uh, things was that people are thinking that the Fed is less likely to be too aggressive with their March uh, rate hikes. Yes. Uh, in fact, there's uh, at least one person that thinks that it's only going to be 25 basis points instead of the 50, regardless of whatever the inflation numbers that are released. But Fed's Waller, and it's come out on Thursday, and it says he's still willing to support the half-point interest rate, and he thinks that uh, a bigger hike in March might still be necessary. So I would have expected this statement to throw some cold water on that rally, but and I guess it came out... Well, let me see. Was this Thursday? or Yeah, this came out Thursday. So the rally happened after he said that. (laughs) Yeah, I think what you're saying is probably, yeah, still probably the bigger uh, reason for this, this upward momentum or this dip buying. Yeah, or, you know, and, and since it's so complex, it's probably a combination of, of, of everything. Uh, but uh, it does seem, at least for now, people are trying to cherry pick a bottom short term or otherwise. Yep. Things were up. Uh, and then also, uh, let's uh, sticking with the kind of the Ukraine theme, I saw something pop up about the Chinese media accidentally posting their, their rules on the Ukraine coverage. Kyle? Uh, let's see if I can find the, the actual quote here. Uh, here's the quote In the future, China will also need Russia's help. Russia's understanding and support when wrestling with America to solve the Taiwan issue once and for all. It doesn't hurt to use moderately pro-Russian language. Mm. They're stopping short of like coming out and supporting it, but they're not criticizing it. And the reason why they're not criticizing it, it looks like, is because they're, they may become emboldened to try to, to push to, to invade Taiwan and once and for all end that situation. That, to me, is... Uh, ugh, I don't know. I don't, like, I don't like seeing stuff like this. It makes me a little more nervous for something turning larger than just ukraine that's that's the who that's some dangerous ingredients to be thrown in the same bottle yeah yeah and the the whole thing has caused oil to surge the price of oil Mm -hmm. yeah russia is one of the massive exporters of natural gas and uh oil too so having any sort of disruption like that i did see that biden uh, was going to release some of the strategic reserves to try to help uh i guess help ease the pain at the gas pump but i was talking to the wife about this and it feels kind of shitty that like the biden's like biggest concern is making sure americans aren't too mad about paying a few extra dollars at the pump like, yeah there's, there's yeah that's potential for world war three on the horizon right now i'm more worried about that figure that out first well it's the same it's the same trap that the, the fed fall, if they fall into when you know they're getting told to like no don't don't taper keep buying I don't care what the economy is going to be like in five years. I don't want to piss people off now. Yeah. The downside of pivoting every four to eight years. Every four to eight years, right? Yeah. <laughs> we can't make any long-term things. And then countries like, like China, their civilization is thousands of years old. So they, right. they think in really long terms. 
So yep. right into their Russia statement, right? Like they're not going to condemn Ukraine because they're looking forward. They're like, we're we've got a plan to annex Taiwan. Just straight roll over them. We've got a plan, and we don't want Russia being pissed when we do that. Yeah. <laughs> What a tangled knot. We want Russia to remember. Yeah. What else was there? There was something else about the the oil. Oh, it's surged over $105 a barrel. And our... <laughs> was that last week? We- our fracking companies are like, we won't yeah. increase supply. That was last week, right? Yeah. We mentioned that last week. Uh-huh. All right. Let's... We got anything else besides Ukraine? Yes, the SEC. What? <laughs> They've introduced new short sale rules. Oh, they did something? Yeah. Any investor who has a short position of $10 million or more, or the equivalent of 2.5% or more of the total shares outstanding, will have to report that at the end of the month. Really? Yes. I mean, it's only, I guess, taking the volunteer out of it? Pretty much been voluntarily reported up to this point, right? Yes. Take the volunteer out of it. Uh, the the thing that I thought was strange was there was no mention with the rule they proposed uh, last year. Yeah, last fall. Uh, that would require the rule they proposed would require brokerages and asset managers that lend securities to short sellers to report the data on each loan to an oversight body like the uh, Financial Industry Regulatory Authority within 15 minutes of making the loan. Oh wow! Yeah, so they were like, "Oh, you 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 short sell sold something? All right, within 15 minutes, you've got to register that with the the regulatory authority." <laughs> Uh, this isn't. Uh, this is still just proposed, though, right? This isn't actually. These, yeah. This is a new proposal. I, I think I like the first one they went with, but they probably came up with this one because of the pushback. Yeah, and like, I think the short selling interest usually updates every two weeks, so this is almost a step backwards. But at least it'd be forced. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, you couldn't keep these uh, off of uh, the dark pools. Well, I mean, I guess there's always ways around everything, right? But. <laughs> At least there'd be a small fine for for breaking rules now. (laughs) No more stern looks. Yeah. (laughs) Now you got to pay us five bucks. No more wag of the Uh, finger. I noticed the two and a half percent, ten million more, or two and a half percent or more of the total shares outstanding, which would imply that uh, they are trying to look out for like, what if the company's not big enough? Where (laughs) ten million dollars? Right. Like I've shorted nine million of it, but. It's interesting they went with two and a half because I think five percent is where they have to like file certain forms like to take an ownership stake. Oh, because if you borrow five percent of the existing shares to sell, you're technically taking ownership of them. No, if you buy five percent of a company, like normally you have to file some sort of paperwork. Oh, so it's interesting that they went with two and a half on the short side. Yeah. I, I assumed the two and a half was just had to do more with valuation, and they wanted a way to to see if they were massively shorting small cap. Oh, I'm sure that's part of it. Ah, progress only took what a year and a half. Ah, it's really sad when proposing rules feels like progress. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Ah, uh, all right, you know. time to move on. I, I guess. Yeah, we can move on. Do you have any more news stories? I do. Oh, you do? Hot off the presses. Oh, what's this? Hot off the presses. This is, this just popped up in my inbox. Exciting news for anyone considering anything to do with mortgages. How do you get me every time? <laughs> Pulls in a China shop is proudly brought to you by Sue Pullen at Fairway Independent Mortgage, an equal housing lender. 
Sue Pullen is a certified mortgage advisor who focuses on finding the right product for you and your needs. She really does take the time with all of her clients to, to sort out what's best for you and your situation. Uh, she's got over 20 years of experience just helping thousands of people uh, purchase, refinance, even amazing reverse mortgages, I've, I've heard. <laughs> Careful, Dan. She'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't rub the genie bottle, Dan. You don't need a wish right now. If you say reverse mortgage three times in the mirror, Sue will pop up behind you. <laughs> She's licensed in 27 states. Uh, so reach out, see what Sue could do for you. Best way to reach her is just give her a call, 520-977-7904. Or you can send her an email, spullen at fairwaymc.com. Fairway Independent Mortgage has an MLS number of 2289. Sue Pullen has an MLS number 206048. That email again is spullen at fairwaymc.com, S-P-U-L-L-E-N. And that phone number is 520-977-7904. And Two Bulls in a China Shop is also proud to be affiliated with the Trade Pro Academy. Trade Pro Academy is an educational platform that offers institutional trader development programs to new and experienced independent traders. Uh, they've got a great staff of highly knowledgeable and successful traders, and there's no better place that we've found to learn everything you need to know to be a successful trader. You can find them online at tradeproacademy.com, or you can use our affiliate link in the episode description. Great way to support the show and improve your own knowledge and skills. And Dan, have you uh, have you perused the the newest uh, options course, or are you starting that this week? That that's on my to do list for this week. Nice. Yeah, very exciting. Looking forward to, to checking that out myself. Absolutely. Well, and you know, they are always updating their stuff, and it just gets yep. better and better every time. Every time I watch the new stuff, I'm like, oh my goodness, delicious information, learning. Well, yeah, and both of them just do such a great job with the the teaching aspect of it too. They're really good teachers. Mm-hmm. They genuinely care. Yep. They really do. And you know who else uh, cares about you? The awesome Flair and Leo from Orderflow Labs. They were kind enough to share their toolkit for trading futures on Sierra Charts with us. Uh, and they care because they want you to have these amazing custom studies. They really are. They're for, for structure and execution, you got buy-sell zones, exhaustion, absorption detectors, everybody's favorite reconstructed tape. Dominator, Job Pinch, liquidity zones. Great stuff. Oh, yeah, those liquidity zones. You've been having good good luck with those, right? Uh, I haven't tried uh, the bot with them yet. I've just been following. Fleary's been doing a, a, a challenge with a small account trying to just trade the liquidity zones. That's awesome. See, yeah, they, they, and, and they do that on uh, on their Discord? They share all that? Uh, that one was on their YouTube that I, I jumped in on. Uh, I was streaming some of that. Yeah, their YouTube, they'll post it to the Discord. There's all kinds of good stuff. And they even do a poker tournament on Fridays. Yeah, just solid, <laughs> solid guys. If you're trading futures, check out orderflowlabs.com for sure. Also, we do have them confirmed to come back at the end of March. Okay. So if you have questions that you want us to ask, uh, let us know. Oh, yeah. We'd love, we'd love to ask them. Love putting people on the spot for sure. Uh, yes. Mr. Flary, is that even your real name? <laughs> That's a good question. Oh, all right, Kyle. Is it time to talk about some stocks? I think so. You say you want a ticker that wins. The bell just rung. It's time to get in. Ups, drivers, wild drops, drivers, crazy. What do you want to start with? Oh, well, 
I feel like it it would be I I, I would be ah, I would be unable to think of words that would describe how I would feel if we didn't lead off with Tesla. Okay, what happened? What, what happened now? <laughs> well, this is something we've talked about before on the show about his brother, his amazing trading luck, <laughs> his his timing on trading. Yes. Well, it, apparently we're we're not the only ones who noticed. The the SEC Securities Exchange Commission are now investigating both Musk and his brother for possibly violating insider trading rules. He sold his shares the day before Elon posted the poll about whether he should asking whether he should sell ten percent of his holdings. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Which which did send the the price of Tesla sharply lower. Musk has pushed back, denying wrongdoing. Oh yes, yes. He, he told has. the Financial Times that it's simply more evidence of Stevie grinding his very tiny axe yet again. <laughs> uh, this is not the first time Musk has pissed off uh, the SEC, and I don't know what the business strategy is trying to piss off the regulating company. Yeah. Or the regulating institution. Why? What? What do you hope to gain? Like, what's the price of being right in this situation? Even if you are right, <laughs> even if you're right, is it worth the price of being right? I don't give a shit about that bear. I'll poke it all I want. Yeah. <laughs> what's the worst that bear can do? <laughs> uh, he he also Musk also said that he did not tell his he doesn't tell his brother shit. Of course, he said that specifically. Uh, didn't didn't tell me he didn't know anything about the Twitter poll. Mm. Okay. <laughs> now, what something we had surmised was that the Twitter poll was just a way to justify it. Yeah. Right. When before Musk sold off all those shares. Oh, you guys told me to sell. Yeah. You told me to sell. So think of it like this: like he tells his brother, like, "Oh, hey, I've got this fucking tax bill. I need to exercise." No, it was not tax bill. I have these options, stock options that are going to expire. I have to exercise them mm-hmm. and then sell them to pay the taxes on it. Well, his brother's not an idiot. He goes, oh, well, I better sell mine before Elon has to sell a giant chunk. Right. Well, all that information should be out there, too, then. What, the the, the expiring stock options? Yeah, the options as compensation, usually that's uh, in the, the uh, SEC filings. Publicly disclosed? Yeah. Well, maybe they're not doing anything wrong, and Kimball Musk is just not an idiot and paying pay more attention. <laughs> he just managed to nail it a day before the poll came out? Like, no, that's... If he really <laughs> knew well beforehand, he would have used the, the form saying that, hey, I'm going to sell these shares in this you know much time. He would have actually used the disclosures. He did not use the disclosures when selling this block. Yeah, and he is a director at Tesla, Yeah, Kimball Musk. So it's mm-hmm. not like he's just some guy who owns stock in his brother's company. Like, he, he, he's, he, yeah, he's a director. I gotta say though, Musk is a good brother. <laughs> He's taking care of his taking care of his brother really well. Yeah. None of my brothers have started multi billion dollar companies and give me a job. If my brother's listening, like, uh, come on, buddy. <laughs> yeah, come on. Any anytime you want to make a million <laughs> bucks or start a company, just remember remember this guy. <laughs> just remember, remember old Kyle. Remember all those times we didn't torment you? Yeah. So what's the uh, what's Tesla stock look like? Ooh. Well, it is at eight. It closed the week at uh, eight oh nine eighty seven. I'm I'm looking at the the weekly chart. I had a level drawn at seven oh six. It actually dipped down and touched that this week. Oh yeah, it did. If if, if I was a Tesla trader watching this week, I, I would have been really excited when it bounced off that level. Mm-hmm. But it's it's also firmly 
in in between that nine hundred seven hundred dollar range drew from the volume profile i i'm still bearish i mean it's making you look at this weekly chart it's making lower lows and lower highs since uh, I would november, agree. october november last year i would agree with that that 700 is a pretty big level, though. I think I think we're going to retest it at least one more time. We'll see how long this this rally that we we entered on Friday. We'll see how long it lasts. I've got a, a smaller level at like 800, pretty much right about where it's at right now. And then I got another one at like 950, uh, 950 to 988. I think that's where I'd be watching for a retest right before it turns around. Yeah, no, yeah, nine. The point the point of control. I don't know how it's calculated on this trading view chart i go back a month it's up at 9 30 okay all right what else we got uh amd that's the one i want to talk about amd Ooh. announced an eight billion dollar stock buyback program oh uh, this is in addition to the prior four billion buyback program announced in may wow uh through that earlier program they've already bought back about three billion dollars worth of stock funding for this is going to come from their operations uh so this is just a way i guess to take give back some of their earnings to the shareholders. Uh, the company doesn't have a termination date and they aren't obligated to buy any stock back through it though. So they've announced that they have the ability to do it, not the obligation to do it. Mm, so they, they got options on a buyback. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of what it sounds like. <laughs> so I guess uh, basically it's just a way to support the price. I guess if it starts to drop like, uh, like the banks in <laughs> Iceland did. Yeah. <laughs> Right, but they were doing buybacks through other companies, like a like a no, shell game. This like, one's at least announced. Where's the P? <laughs> this one's this is the legal way to do that. Yes. <laughs> well, AMD has still been looking pretty. Well, no, that's that definitely bearish too. It's a mixed bag. There's a pretty key support level, at pretty much at a hundred dollars. Yes. Though that needs to maintain that in order to have any hope of trying to to continue upward um, it's been looks like bearishly trending down towards that level it's bounced off it a couple times that's the level i'd be watching for t- something to happen it got as low as a hundred and four dollars opened at 104 on thursday yeah i had a, a smaller support there there's a little bit of a volume ledge at that level ah man it's hard to go long with anything with all the shit that's going on but the fucking buy volume looks fairly decent volume has been increasing in general on this stock Mm -hmm. semiconductors are still going strong there are some sanctions against russia that keeps us uh, from exporting to them uh chips so yeah and they're a big market they are a big market for semiconductors so that may be a hit in the short term but they're still eating market share from uh intel Mm -hmm. but man i don't know it's run up so much in such a short period of time that Got to figure, you know, how high can this thing go? <laughs> so I, I don't know. I've got a line at one twenty-four. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, just from the volume profile, and I think I think that's I'm I'm eyeing one twenty-four to hold as resistance. Yeah, and that's about where the uh, the EMA cloud, the thirty-four fifty EMA cloud. Mm-hmm. If it uh, pops up into that area, that'd be right about where that cloud is at. So, yeah, there should be some pushback from there. There's a bit of a downward trend line that you can kind of draw that that would intersect with pretty nicely, too. Oh, yeah, look at that. Look at that. Yeah, that would be a good time to to get some AMD puts if that resistance holds. Yeah, I like that. I'll I'll be watching for that, too. What else we got? Well, motherfucking Foot Locker. Yeah, so Foot foot Locker, FL. Foot Locker. Foot Locker (laughs) just had an epic drop. 
Oh, oh wow! I want to say this was uh, this is the shoe company version of Peloton, basically saying we we don't we we were shutting down production because we don't have customers. Really, and they posted an earnings beat too. They d- did, but their guidance said right they're not going to be able to sell as many Nike products anymore. Really, Nike. From what I understand, um, I, don't, I don't think the the article went into it, but from what I understand, Nike's making a push to be its own retailer. Interesting. And it's it, so a company like Foot Locker, if they're not, I mean, Nike is the the shoe, right? Mm-hmm. That's the. They're such a huge chunk of the shoe industry, and if you're a shoe shoe seller making profit off of Nike, Nike's not going to be pushing their product through your stores anymore. Yeah, that could be a problem. <laughs> what do you have left? Vans, Converse, Converse, right? <laughs> Uh, at one point uh, in 2021, Nike was 65% of the shoes going through Foot Locker. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's a pretty big deal. Pur- purchases from Nike shoes. Uh, 70% of purchases in Foot Locker were, were Nike in 2021, 75% in 2020. They're saying it won't exceed 60% this year. Man, that left such a big gap behind. I mean, it went from 41 down to close at 29. Yeah. And there's a massive support at 27 where I think if you fall below that, you're going you're going back to that you're going to pandemic dip of March yeah. 2020. <laughs> 17 to the 20 below 24, I would say. Yeah. Yeah, that's one to I'll be watching this one. Mhm. There's a lot of volume selling too. Yeah, well everybody's like, <laughs> like how are you going to make money if you're not pushing Nike? <laughs> I would like to see the retest at 31 quarter. I think and see if it if it rejects off of that and then maybe look to pick up puts if it rejects if it regains that then maybe you can look at it trying to fill this massive cap but it doesn't sound like there's a whole lot to be bullish about I I'm going to pitch something crazy here Kyle this is this is this just popped into my head cuz I was thinking well Peloton rebounded yeah right like they had they had their their fucking sell off and rebound what if Foot Locker gets so cheap Nike goes hey We'll buy you. Yeah? Yeah. uh, Definitely accelerate their plans if they wanted to become their own distributor. Right? I don't know. How low would I have to go? This is all speculation town, but that's my favorite thing to do is speculate. So I, I do like I do like that thought of getting getting a, uh, the rebound up to around 33. And if that holds, boom, get some puts. <laughs> it's going lower. <laughs> I, I, I could easily see Foot Locker getting below 20 for sure. Yeah. Uh, anything else uh, in stock news you want to touch on? Uh, I Just briefly, uh, I will say there... There was, I did come across an article, not to belabor Ukraine, but uh, there are three companies that are the most exposed, car com- three car companies that are the most exposed to the Russian market, uh-huh. Renault, Hyundai, and Volkswagen. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if, if you're worried about companies that uh, are going to lose out on sales from Russia, it's not just semiconductors, we got, got some car companies too that probably might take a uh, sales hit. I think yeah, I think I saw something pop up about automakers uh, having some more concerns. But I was immediately drawn to Ford because I thought they'd been slow in production again. Oh, yeah. Uh, last stock I want to talk about again is Target. I do like Target. We've talked about this one fairly often recently, I think. Uh, in fact, I think I had it as my bet pick not too long ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, it did fall below 200, and I feel like 200 is a massive support on this. 
Uh, it's coming up to retest this. Pretty close to hitting it on Friday, but I'll be watching to see what happens at two, 200, 201, half, somewhere around there. Yeah, look at that. And see if this bearish trend continues. Look at that. A- average volume. They do have earnings coming up on the 1st, though, so you might have to wait to see what happens with those earnings first before you try to do anything. Oh, I don't know. I like gambling on earnings. It worked for me at Virgin Galactic. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> It's just really hard to give good guidance right now. Mm-hmm. That's 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 one of the reasons I was like, oh, no, Virgin Galactic's got nothing but good things to say for their guidance, right, right. this earnings call. But, yeah, I, I would be surprised if Target was like, yeah, <laughs> supply chain issues, Ukraine, Omicron, sales are fucking going to be amazing, guys. <laughs> well, I mean, that was for Home Depot and those. That's true. And they're like, home prices are sky high. Everybody's building. Also, everyone's stuck at home doing all those projects that they've been putting off for decades. Right. Are you going to fix the fence? You don't have any excuses now. Right. <laughs> Shit. i got to fix that fence. Yeah, so Target's, uh, Target's are definitely one on my watch list. I'm watching that 200, and 200 to 201 uh, and see how it responds there. And I will be waiting till after earnings, I think, unless Dan talks me into doing something stupid. <laughs> So that way I can fill out my good, bad, and the ugly for next week. <laughs> there you go. There you go. I'm always the culprit, right? Uh, should we hit some earnings and then move on? Yeah. Let's talk about some earnings. All right. On the 28th, we've got Berkshire Hathaway, uh, Neo, Zoom, Heward, Packard, HPQ. I, don't, I can't remember the full name of that company. <laughs> uh, on the 1st, we've got... HP? HPQ, yeah. Yeah, we just call them HP now. What does the Q stand for? Quintessential. Okay. <laughs> uh, first, we've got Salesforce, Target, Hormel, and Horizon Therapeutics, HZNP, the one that we were looking at, mm. uh, I think, last week. Uh, and the second, we've got Snowflake, Dollar Tree, American Eagle Outfitters, AEO. On the third, we've got Kroger, Costco, and Titty, Titty Bank. I think that's how they say it in Letter Kenny. Titty Bank. Titty Bank. TD Bank. <laughs> Uh, nothing really on Friday. Uh, I guess it's time to move on and talk about some crypto. Look at the news. What do you see? The cult of cryptocurrency. I know you're greedy. I know you need. Okay, Kyle, I don't, still don't, I still haven't gotten rich off of crypto, and Matt Damon fucking promised. Fortune favors the bold. I was bold. Fortune did not favor me. No, no, the big big story that I came across was uh, the Bitcoin donations are flooding in to support the Ukrainian military. Didn't uh, I mean that's kind of ironic that I thought I saw that uh, Ukraine like suspended all Bitcoin or crypto transactions last week. We were talking about they legalized it. We did. I thought I saw they suspended it. Yeah. Let me look that up while you're talking about this one. We we had th- this week four million dollars in crypto crowdfunded monies go to uh, go to Ukraine, and they found that uh, a single donor sent three million dollars. Wow! And it it got me thinking about that idea of crypto enabling such fast cash transfers internationally and the fact that i mean we've got this very real violent war going on and that someone sitting in their basement in 
fucking Montana, for all I know, goes, you know what? Fuck Russia. I got some fucking Bitcoin. I bought it back in 2008. I'm a Bitcoin millionaire. Yeah, fucking give them $3 million. Let them buy some fucking rockets and bust up some Russians. <laughs> That's incredible. That's incredible to me. And and I think it's... <laughs> I definitely think Ukrainian groups are going to spend this crypto. Well, I guess it kind of fits more here, but not only that, like Anonymous is like targeted Russia, too. Yeah, and China. Like I think they were releasing like a bunch of... Uh, uh, fucking shit that they hacked out of like some of the top russian oligarchs or i'm not sure what yeah uh and they they shut down a few uh state news outlets too oh, wow <laughs> <laughs> nerds of the world unite right uh ukraine did uh, by the way suspend uh crypto and electronics uh transactions what uh this was on the 24th why uh, Putin's special military operation caused major financial uncertainty in Ukraine. To bring more clarity to the situation, informed National Bank of Ukraine informed the local monetary institutions will suspend the issuance and distribution of electronic money. Working um, blah blah blah. Private access to the ATM supported by cash without restrictions. Local banks suspend the issuance, replenishment, and distribution of electronic money. Such funds usually refer to fiat currencies in digital form. Uh, it remains unclear if this extends to cryptocurrencies. Okay, so they, maybe, maybe not. Yeah, I'd be really surprised. I know that uh, the there was a Patreon shutdown uh, that somebody had created to to get like monthly contributions to send to Ukraine, mm-hmm. and they shut it down because they were like, our rules don't allow for you crowdsourcing money for for by arms. <laughs> I mean, that's literally what it's for, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. They're like, yeah, but this is for the people we agree with. Come on. They're on our side. <laughs> They're on our side. Uh, the, uh, <laughs> um, fuck. I was trying to segue, but it just it wasn't coming out naturally. Okay, how about this? Hey, Kyle, didn't you have a, a crypto story of your own? I did. Uh, Intel has released the details for its first generation Bonanza Mine accelerator chip. It just started taking orders for it. It's a 3,600 watt mining rig comprising of 300 BMZ1 chips. Whoa. So, I mean, this is a chip that's specifically designed like for like mining bitcoins or cryptocurrencies. Uh, it's expected to save a ton of energy. Let's see, stacking 300 of these into a 3,600 mining rig produces a machine with a system hash rate of 40 terahashes per second. Not quite as powerful as the 198 terahash per second claimed by Bitman's 5445-watt liquid-cooled miner out this summer, but Intel says that uh, their chips are the cleanest and most powerful on the market. So they're losing server share, so I guess why not Why not uh, try to corner the crypto market? Fine, yeah, get, get that share somewhere else. Yeah, I mean, good idea. <laughs> Intel could use something. That's exactly what uh, the company has to do to to survive. I mean, Blockbuster didn't want to change. Yeah, uh, and rather than you know trying to continue to do something that doesn't work or, or copy somebody else, why not? I like this. I like this for yeah. Intel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm I'm just so tired, Kyle. I'm gonna take a nap. I'm just gonna pew pew. Ah, god damn it! Every time. You gotta take. You take too much time, Dad. You take too much time. You 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 think my 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 goal is to to shoot you first, but I was just wanting a nap, man. <laughs> just laying down. This old West shit is crazy. If you want to, you should start firing when you do the Sue Poland read. 
right? That's when you're surprised. Yeah. Well, that's right. We're doing the good, the bad, the ugly now, motherfucker. Okay. Well, uh, I think whew, I had a couple goods in the week. I had some good trades this week. I I managed to to trade some options on uh, Virgin Galactic earnings that uh, that were that were profitable. Yep. Um, I, I liked that trade. I, th- I thought that that was good. I like that you didn't stick around with it too long, too. You got out like as soon as like the market opened, basically. Took advantage of as much of that Vega as you could. Yeah, I actually took heat with the Vega burn, mm-hmm. but the 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 stock kept pushing up, so it didn't matter. Um, and that that was really good because that was planned out. And I knew I knew it was it was gambling, but like we 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 talked about like I I really did not I saw it as a calculated risk, yes. right? Yeah. Like I I felt like the probability was in my favor. Like their guidance is going to be good. Mm-hmm. Like this is this is the the quarter where they're getting they're opening back up and they're going to start taking bookings. Like their guidance, they're they're going to be the rosiest they've ever been. Right. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that that was my good. What what was your good? Uh, my good was my regrouping from my bad on Tuesday. <laughs> mm. Also, uh, I mean, I completely sat out of futures on Friday. Like I was feeling like zero confidence. I think that morning. Yeah. Um, so I just ended up staying in some and didn't lose money. I think if I would have tried to trade, I would have been sitting in a, in a hole. Well, shit. I guess I guess I should have said my good was I I I'm stepping away from futures trading. Uh, I'm gonna focus on options. Yeah. Uh, you didn't talk about your Raytheon trade, too. I thought that one was fantastic. Oh, yeah. I know you struggled with trying to decide whether or not to take profit on that. I think Ultimately, I think you made the right decision. They Raytheon did finally hit all-time highs, by the way, listener. Like, we have talked about it before. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then that trade uh, I made did did pay off. Uh, I had two I had two sets where uh, in the morning when they hit all-time highs, I sold the first set for uh i think 30 percent 25 percent somewhere in there and then like through the day yeah yeah i was on discord and i was like hey i don't know if i should cut this whole thing or i should sit i mean it's all-time highs and that's like the golden zone and then you know i got time uh but ultimately uh i got in those contracts at four and a half dollars 455 and uh i sold the first set at 610 and then ultimately when it got up to seven dollars i was like you know what even if it goes, it breaks a hundred in the next week. It's it's not bad that I go ahead and sell the rest of these at seven dollars. Right. That's that's a big win. Like no, I don't I need was... to hit a hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> I don't yes. need to hit a hundred percent to be like, okay, I... all right. Now I can finally take my profit. I think I did something similar with the a day trade on the spy calls I did on Friday. Uh, I set out of futures. I didn't sit out of all trading. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I took my... I don't think I took my profit as quickly as I should have, but I still managed to get out, and then I put the trail on, and that's usually the thing that I forget most of the time, is to put the trail on the uh, the remaining position to get out of break-even. Mm-hmm. So that mm-hmm. way you pretty much lock in gains. But a lot of times, like, I'll end up with, like, one or two calls left that I just let ride to nothing, because uh, maybe it'll get more. Nah, uh, usually it doesn't. I mean, the position is still... <laughs> ends up being profitable, but I give back... I give back too much. I didn't do that yeah. yesterday, and you didn't either. So, fucking good job, man. Thank you. Thank you. What was your bad? I felt like my bad was how long it took me to realize that I was just burning through my futures account, and then I would take the money I made on options and put it in the futures account and then burn through it. 
and then I take the money I made on options and put it in the futures <laughs> and then burn through it. Uh, that maybe I should take a step away from futures. Like I love I love make programming bots, mm-hmm. but and maybe that kept me doing it longer than I should have. But uh, yeah, how long it took me to <coughs> come to the conclusion of you know what, Dan, <laughs> do what you're good at, right? <laughs> At least focus on that. We can. You can always step back to it later too. If you so many great people uh, on our Discord, like you're gonna have the bot that that does it, and you know, then I've gotta start, you know, pop it back over. Yeah, it's, that's that's the thing. You know, I've got the account. I don't have to delete it. Right. You know, anytime I can, I can turn the data feed back on and jump in. Yeah. Then if we uh, we do end up working out the bot that uh, does it automatically, because that's ultimately where I want to get to. Yeah. In fact, yeah, I'm actually exactly. I'm seriously tempted to turn our uh, Joel Zone bot on live this week and see how it does. Yeah, use use Robert R's setup. Oh, really? <laughs> he seems to have the the closest one trading those zones. Uh, I don't know. Mine oh. was uh, mine was doing pretty well. I think he just changed it to where no, oh, ah, this is gonna get. Yeah. Anyway, anyway. Oh, what, what what was your bad? Uh, trading on Tuesday, I strayed away from my plan. I went. Mm. I had a kind of a rough morning, like just seemed like nothing was working. I stepped away and then I pretty much went completely off plan, took three more trades and doubled my loss for the day. Oof. Oh, gut punch. Yeah. That was just like, oh, what the fuck am I doing? That's why regrouping from that on, on Wednesday and Thursday and actually finishing out pretty much close to break even was a good thing for me. But yeah. the day would have been profitable if I had, uh, you know, stopped when I was supposed to. Yeah. Risk management. Yep. I get you every freaking time. So regrouping was good. Not stopping soon enough was bad. Uh, I guess that probably fucking satisfies my ugly too. Uh, speaking of risk management, brings to my ugly. I posted it on the Discord. I was like, I'm I'm getting some puts on the, the SPXS. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna bet that we're we're gonna bounce. Yep. Right. I'm like, this is this this. I'm, I felt like the support would hold right where the the, the spy was at. Mm-hmm. and where the ES was at. And uh, I did not set up a bracket. I just bought them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and now I haven't... It's not like it's zero. I'm still in the trade. I still have time. You know, market opens Monday and moves up. I'm, I'm fine. Mm-hmm. But if I'd set up a bracket because of the fucking volatility when the market did start going up, uh, I would have I would have been already been out of the trade at like a hundred percent gain. <laughs> I don't. I think you should probably try to stay away from those like five cent options trades too, because it just uh, it needs so much movement to to make those actually work. Like why not cut your position in half and then like get half the amount that you're gonna get and move up the ladder just a little bit more. Yeah. No, I should. I I haven't done one of these in a while. Yeah, I just yeah. wanted to. That's true. I I just had the analysis, and I'm like, I'm gonna back this up with forty bucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but believe it or not, uh, it, yeah, you funny you bring that up. Uh, I wanna. I'm I'm gonna set myself a challenge. I'm gonna take like uh, maybe two hundred bucks, hundred fifty bucks, and and be like, okay, here's my my tiny account that people could reasonably start with and i'm gonna i'm gonna trade options and i'm gonna trade this up try to grow it uh you try to grow it because that's actually what i've done several times this year Mm -hmm. pulling money out into the futures account (laughs) pull it down to one or two hundred bucks fucking build it up build it up successfully right and and yeah anyway 
so I'm going to focus on the five to ten cent moves. <laughs> uh, maybe maybe ten ten cent or higher because yeah. commissions are a bitch. Yep. When you get when that lower. Yep. <laughs> yeah. When you buy them two cents a piece and the sixty six cent commission ends up being like forty percent. Yeah, that's a big hit to, anyway. to try to get past. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Anyway, all right. It's time to make a new bet. Yes. Stocks are in the center of a universe. That's for every one of us. Consequence for one of us. Make our picks with no regret. Every open, every close, every spread. Okay, all right. Well, I guess for the new month, since I lost the most... I actually gained, by the way, <laughs> uh, since I had the lowest, the lowest total win. at the end there. <laughs> you know, I've, I've got a lot that I could choose from. You know, Raytheon's at all-time highs, Chevron's at all-time highs. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, oil, oil and defense are really hot right now. Nor- Northrop Grumman, all-time highs. But I saw another one pop up back up on the all-time high list that uh i believe is in our friend ross klein's portfolio oh on change bridge uh i'm gonna go chesapeake energy corporation energy corporation chk i'm gonna go long all right i like it now it did occur to me that i could try and call the top and short it but uh i'm not gonna fight the momentum okay i'm gonna go long long on chesapeake stop loss uh, stop loss is going to be at 69. Guess I should load up the one with the volume profile, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, my my stop loss is going to be 70. Okay, take profit. I'm going to take profit. I'll sell half at oh, 80. No, I'll take all the profit if it gets to 80 in the week. Okay. Yeah, that's probably smart. Uh, <laughs> uh, initially, I was thinking about short and target, but um, the way fucking BP crashed was that basically this week this week and into some of last week i, I like bp for a rebound uh, it's kind of right in the middle of the channel i would like to get in closer to like, you know 28 half i, mm. I think yeah. i want to buy half of my position of bp at open on monday if it dips below 29 then i'll fill the rest of it okay and then i got my stop loss at 28 take profit at 33 wow all right i like it yeah rather than try to put all or nothing in maybe i'll just do it in tears that, that's probably wise. Wise investing. All right. Oh, got to do random. All right. One or two? One. And one through 12. Three. What happened to the dice? Uh, I started playing D&D again. They're in my car. Oh. <laughs> All right. PEG. Why does that stock sound so familiar? Is this one you used to trade? Public Service Enterprise Group Incorporated. PEG. Peg. Yeah. Okay. So... It didn't. It definitely did not make a new low here on the daily. Didn't even test fifty nine. No, it's been in a pretty strong bullish trend too. Yeah, it hit. It hits fifty two week high right in the middle of its channel. It is at the top of a volume profile ledge. That's a good sign for us. It's true. Sixty sixty five could hold. Sixty five is a huge level, actually. All right, maybe this will fall. <laughs> they did just have earnings. And the earnings were pretty much in line. Sell off up to earnings, and then earnings has boosted it up. So here we go. It's I predict it's going up. Fucking random. I'm ah man. I'm about to watch this one. If it if it rejects off a of sixty five, I'll pick up some puts for a quick 
pull back. If it pops above that. And if it doesn't, pick up some calls. Exactly. It's going to new highs. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> Son of a bitch. That's actually, yeah, PEG would be a really good one Monday morning to have up and be watching for that critical level because it does look like and feel like it's going to be a big move one way or the other off that level. Yep. Oh, fuck you, Randall. All right, there you have it. I'm, uh, we, <laughs> we're all going long after Friday, right? <laughs> long CHK, long... Long oil. You're on long energy, I'm going long oil, then... Random's going long public services. <laughs> okay. All right. That's fun. That's a fun bet. Uh, stay tuned next week. We'll be back at you with the, those stunning results. Until um, then, uh, happy trades. Bye. Two Bulls in a China Shop is an entertainment program, and all thoughts and opinions expressed in the show belong to the hosts and not of any company. They are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual or on any specific security or investment product. It is only intended to provide entertainment about stocks in the financial industry of trading. If you make trades based on what you hear in this show, you assume all risks for those trades.